My hicky dicky 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 Oh god, I'm spilling beer. Oh god, it's a disaster. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom or check out the Phantom Podcast Network on whatever podcasting app you use for a whole host of other awesome horror-related shows. They got original content, they got reviews like we do, other shit like that. Um, but until then, you're stuck with us. Uh, I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Because you have to sit here and watch fucking Stuart Little, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who is going Dahmer on us, guys. It's Mark. Yep, that's me. I'm back. <laughs> yes, and we're very glad to have you back, Mark. That was a little bit rough last week without you here. How was your expedition to the far north of Canada? Everything go according to plan? Uh, you know, it was great. We brought extras of all the staples and nothing went wrong. So, good. I don't know what's so hard well, about this. I don't know why people keep dying up there. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2000's Final Destination, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? And I might add, there are slight two major spoilers in these beer selections, as there oh, will shit. be in the review. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, I forgot Jack, that part. It's okay, you forget well, those things. The beer I'm drinking this week is by Baxter Brewing. That's up in Maine. It's a coconut almond porter. Going to be kind of weird, fuck? but it's called Window Seat. Okay, and if you've nice. seen the movie, you know that uh, there's a certain window seat and a certain premonition that really kicks everything off. <laughs> I think even if you haven't seen the movie, you probably know that. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Great, Mark. What's yours? <laughs> All right, Mark, then what's your beer? Uh, as Jack said, I just got back from the north of Canada. Uh, I've had... Essentially no time to run to the liquor store to get any beers, so I'm going to phone it in this week. I'm just drinking a Stone IPA. It's one of the only things I had in my uh, in my fridge. So there's a demon on the front of it. He has, like, scary horns and stuff. Uh, it's very frightening. That's all I got. Pass. <laughs> He's now missing the staples. Solid. Solid. Uh, I, myself, am drinking Session Lager. Because much like this movie, I don't. I'm not looking for a depth of flavor here. I'm not looking for art. I'm just looking for something fun that I can cruise through while having a good time on a Friday night, and that's what Session Logger is. Did you phone it in too, Jack? Maybe. So Jake wins this week. Yeah, making history for the first <laughs> time. Seat. Fuck you! I he win every week. He, how is the almond coconut beer? I don't care for the taste. It's very dessert beery. <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, so you win the name, but Jack and I are drinking actually like beers that are fun to drink. Well, you know what the beauty of this whole situation is, Mark, Dick? I can just mm -hmm. pour some whiskey and that'll wash that shit right down, won't it? I was very tempted to just do shots of fireball throughout this <laughs> throughout this podcast. <laughs> uh, and then I realized I don't have any fireball in my house. I almost just like drank a six-pack of Dead Guy, but then I realized that was somewhat sexist. You would need to drink... <laughs> well, no, six is... You need to drink five, a right? Five, there's yeah. two girls. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could drink six, yeah. Mark, okay? In my defense, I did go to my local gas station looking for Stella Artois, because I'm fairly convinced that's what they're drinking at the end of the movie, but they didn't have any. And what Jack means by that, Stella? listener, is that in the great state of Idaho, you can buy full-fledged beer at gas stations. So for some of you, that might be kind of weird, like where I currently live, or for Mark. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys suck. It's the Wild West, Jack. Yeah, man. You want to talk about alcohol selection in Utah? <laughs> Behind the curtain, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds, guys. Uh, Sounds about right. Why don't you start? And it's been a while since we've done this one because yeah. we had the horror release roundup last week. Yeah. Mark, you start. Sure. There's uh, not a whole lot of stuff to watch in uh, the north of Canada. When are we going to drop that shtick? But I do have have two things to bring to you this week. Um, I saw my most anticipated movie of 2017. I saw The Ring. I guess just Rings, not The Rings. (laughs) No, The Rings (laughs) is a circus movie, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's a documentary about the Ringling Brothers. Um, Average. Fuck those guys. Uh, That's basically, yeah, average. That's very surprising to me. You know, it's, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. I feel like it can't be average and what I'm expecting yeah, it to be. Yeah, I expect it to be bad. <laughs> I expect it to be real bad. Uh, well, you guys would probably uh, probably think that. So it it okay. basically, I mean, I would I would fully anticipate me having the highest score on this one if we were to do a review on it. But uh, I mean, it it it's just an adaptation. It's not an adaptation. It's, they're trying to bring the rings. Fuck. They're trying to bring the ring into like modern times with. <laughs> making a digital copy on a USB drive. So basically you have like thumb drives replacing the VHS tape from the original movie. Wow. Why isn't it just yep. like a virus? Why does it thumb drives already feels dated to me? Is that when they <laughs> wrote the script like 20 years ago and then it got shelved? Uh, I mean, I would assume so. I'm not really sure why they didn't just pop it on YouTube. Shit I mean, I guess the point in is in the cloud, buddy. So yeah, it's like a cloud. group of people who are all like physics students or something who have figured out how the thing works. Like you get basically get takes a physics student. (laughs) Well, there's a weird like subplot of this thing. There's like raves happening in the bottom of this physics building. It's like a weird culture that they're trying to create in the bottom, in the bottom of the well from the original ring. It's the hottest, (laughs) it's the hottest new club in Vancouver Island, Canada. Um, in any case, they have like this whole thing set up that, you get you watch it knowing knowingly like you know what's going to happen and then you have like a shadow backed up behind you who will watch it who you'll make a copy give it to your shadow and they'll watch it at 6 days so it's a a way of like extending the like tape without creating too many copies you, like you don't want to show it to more than one person right cuz then right that waste. sounds convoluted it's yeah it's not great shocking <laughs> i am shocked this is my shocked sound uh, How'd you watch it? I I got the DVD in the mail or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was I was really jazzed to see it, so I got it in the mail. Um, I'm sure you can stream it on Amazon though, if you want to. How disappointed were you? I don't think I went in with extremely high expectations. But it was which your most key. anticipated movie, Mark. Well, and Jax was the bye-bye man. It's not like yeah, he's going to go to that. Thing. Jack Mills. That was not in. my most anticipated movie of 2017. What was it, Jack? I don't remember, play but it back. wasn't that. It was we, the bye-bye play back. man. Find I'm it. And play it was back. not that. The record that will show. True. The record <laughs> that will show. Cannot be true. Play it back. Uh, I was slightly to mildly disappointed. It wasn't as good as I was hoping it would. Like it, I wanted it to have potential, and then once I saw it, I realized that I was just misguided, and it was just doomed to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not altogether surprising. One thing that is weird about it is there's like a. There's some really strange casting decisions in it. Um, Vincent, more. oh shit, what's his name? The the dude from Law and Order: Criminal Intent and Men in Vincent Black. Vincent Dorafino, something like that. Yeah, um, 
He's he plays that. this like not something like that. It's that. I don't think that's his last name. If only there I were a way we could look this up. <laughs> Vincent Dino. Yeah, I will bet Vincent you that's Dinoprio, his last name. That's his name. Mark, I bet you that's his last name. I I've lost. I still haven't even watched Black Tapes yet, so <laughs> I can't I can't go too deep on the losing the bet thing. You should have taken it because his last name is Donofrio. That's what I just said. God damn it, Donofrio. Donofrio. Yeah, that that's probably God probably damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, uh, it's early. So so yeah, Vincent Donofrio's in it in kind of a strange role, and then also the main dude from uh, the Big Bang Theory is like the head physics professor. Excuse who is me? also like in charge Jim of Parsons? the rave? No, 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 not Sheldon. The other dude, the the main, the other main guy, Johnny Galecki. Sure. I feel like Sheldon yeah. is the main guy. He's the one who shows up on commercials now because of it. Yeah, I don't. I hate that show. Oh, God, so much. I hate those commercials so. I hate everything much because it reminds me of the Big Bang Theory. So yeah, Johnny Galecki's in a fucking horror movie now, which is strange. Um, okay. And it, I mean, uh, casting decisions don't don't generally take me out of it, but seeing him in that role was difficult. Nice. Great one. Uh, I'm surprised so, yeah, you found there you it go. mediocre. Mediocre. Uh, the other one I saw was a new addition to Netflix streaming. Um, I basically watched it because I recognized the, the main guy, who happens to be the only guy in the movie. Um, it's a movie called Man Versus. Oh, my God. I saw that, too. I almost That's been watched popping it. up on my feed did. as well. I, at so, first, I thought it was just Man vs. Wild on there because he kind of looks like Bear Grylls, and there's the obvious Or like connection. some kind of spinoff of Man vs. Wild. Yeah. Well, and that's... going to more situations than the Wild. That's specifically what they're trying to... For sure. Par- Parody is not really the right word, but trying to pay homage to, I guess. The The point is it's a Man vs. Wild or Survivor Man type show. Survivor the Man's The dude is better. alone in the wilderness, and then he's like... He's realizing that he's being followed by something or yep. someone. Uh, which is a sure. pretty good concept. Yeah, uh, the guy in it. I, I earlier said he was the only guy in it. That's not necessarily true. He does have a supporting cast, but they're in there for maybe like five minutes. And yeah, it's it like is the just crew him. that drops him off. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, good concept. The main guy is a good actor. I like him a lot. He's a. Uh, I I couldn't tell you what his name is in real life. It's like some crazy long thing that's hard to pronounce. But he's the he's like the cameraman from the last season of The Office who falls in love with Pam. He's Got it. the He's Johnny Bark from uh, the newer season of Arrested Development. Johnny Bark Jr., yeah, I guess. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. Like, he's got a very recognizable face, but not a very recognizable name. In any case, he does a good job. Um, I just wish they went a different direction with this. They end up going a, in a place that uh, I just, I don't know, didn't really click with me. You didn't follow? Mm, yeah, I, di- I didn't want to pick up what they were laying down. Got it. So I really like the concept of this, and as a result, I, th- I think I penalized it additionally just because they didn't pay off. So now anything that does go where I want it to go but uses the same concept would be derivative of this, which is a problem. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I, I don't like it when the, first, when the first thing to do something does it poorly because it ruins sure. it for everything that comes afterwards. Well, did it do it poorly <laughs> or did it do – did the reveal not live up to – what it's set up. Um, those are two different things to me. I suppose uh, I, the biggest challenge that they have is, is they have a lot of effects in this movie and it ends up being Ooh, really. Yeah. It ends up being not great CG. Hmm. Which I is would have pegged this as like an almost no effects movie. So, and that's, that's what it should have been. Okay. Yeah. It should have been a judicious lack of effects. People getting dude getting fucked with in the woods movie. And that's it. Yep. And that's, 
really not how it, the direction it went. That's that's tough. That's yeah. That's not good. I'm not happy about that, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Me neither. Hmm. Uh, not a terrible movie overall. It's a good performance on uh, whatever his name's his part. I should probably like look this up. You're before professional. I start talking You're a real it. professional. <laughs> I'm continuously impressed by your professionalism. His name is okay. Uh, Chris <laughs> Diamantopoulos. Wow. I am not okay. upset that I f- didn't remember that. <laughs> I feel like it's memorable. It's me- yeah. Okay. Chris Diamantopoulos. Okay. Cool. There you go. He does. He does have a good performance in there. Uh, it's just that the movie becomes sort of convoluted. <clears throat> That's Fair all enough. I got. Jake, how about you? I also have two. Uh, the first one is pretty much strictly because of the currently continuing. It should be finishing up pretty soon uh, into the mouth of March Madness competition yeah. that the guys over at Nightmare Junkhead have going on. Quick shout out to them. Greg D. Genius McGee. Uh, their bracket for the year 2007 it came down to trick or treat versus wreck and like when i was listening to it i was hoping wreck would win and it it didn't and so i went back and i like <laughs> rage revisited wreck and the main thing i i'm going to talk more about trick or treat probably than wreck but like the main thing that i was hoping would be talked about and it kind of wasn't covered uh that i would have argued for with putting Wreck through into like the final four of this competition. And by the way, you should listener check Nightmare Junkhead out, go over, vote, cast your vote, see who see who's out there and can win. Anyway, Trick or Treat is such a specific movie to me. It's like I'm not gonna watch that unless it's Halloween because of the type of feels it gives me. Whereas Wreck is something I can pop in at almost any time, and it's a really good example of the found footage genre, which is pretty much at its peak during that like late aughts time period yeah i think that's fair i went back and revisited it and it's just as good as it's always been like i i really like that movie or quarantine if you don't want to handle the subtitles in different language and all that um definitely a recommend i i don't really know what else to say about it it's one that i think most people are probably aware of or at least in quarantine form um it gets a little heavy on the you can tell what's coming. People are kind of staged for this next jump scare type situation, but it's a good movie. It's well constructed, and I think it's a good example of found footage. So I watched that one. All right. What else you got? I watched Digging Up the Marrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I've, I've wa- heard of this. I've wanted to watch this one for a while. I think Mark would really like this one. So this is, is this is coming at you from <laughs> Adam Green who probably most notably did the Hatchet series. Okay, the duology? Yeah, it's, yeah, trilogy. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's done a TV show called Holliston. Anyway, it's set up as, like, a documentary that's following him around. Like, he's going to the different horror cons and, and all of that. And he runs into a guy, like, he's going through his fan mail and all that, and this guy claims to, like, have found real monsters. In okay. nature, like, in that fashion. Ah, real monsters. <laughs> and like so teeth. he like, he hits the guy up and they talk and it kind of shifts from being a documentary into just more of found footage as it goes. It's not totally consistent with that, but it's a lot of fun. It has really cool effects. It gets a little bit boring. It doesn't quite like keep the head of steam that you feel like it can build throughout, but 
it's an interesting, unique movie, and Adam Green does a great job as an actor, so he can show nice. that he can do it on both sides of it. I'd recommend it for sure. It's a fun little right. romp through. Where'd you watch it? Monsterdom. I watched this one on Shudder. Shudder worked for me. Hooray. Yeah. For once. <laughs> um, nice. It's been doing better lately, but yeah, I would check it out, and it has like 15 million cameos, which is cool. <laughs> okay they bring kane hodder in to like show him a monster that they'd found like in nature again and it's it is hilarious <laughs> nice does the whole movie have that tone of like comedy or is that just like a it's it's a pretty com- it, it's a horror comedy yeah they're oh, okay. like near the very very end it's not quite as comedic but it's a it's a funny movie yeah gotcha it's a All little right. bit whimsical mark Mark, I feel like you you brought up ah uh, real monsters there, and I just breezed right by it yeah, with you a did. dumb sunny quote. Um, I, I'd like to acknowledge that. Who's your favorite? Crumb, Ickes, or Oblina? Jesus I was actually just thinking about this. I could not, for the life of me, remember Oblina's name. Yeah, um, Oblina. Ickes was the main dude, so I feel like I can't say that. I, I guess I'd go with Crumb. He was like the lovable sidekick who occasionally yeah, he's had the best because some... he's he's just good natured and a little bit of an idiot, but comes through in the clutch. Yeah, Crumb was the best. Yeah, and he'd like frequently lose his eyeballs, and they'd have to go find him. <laughs> It's, it's good. Yeah, I feel like more down. than one episode, the plot involved his revolved around his armpit hair. Oh yeah, well that was like his the source of his superpower. He could he could see by throwing his eyeball into a different spot, and he could like didn't he have like extremely stinky armpits? Yeah, yeah. There you go. God, I should go back and watch that shit. That show was good. If you made it bigger, you could be named most likely to make others nauseous. Wow, how do I make it bigger? Well, even I know that. Pick it. I'm on it. <laughs> TV was better back in the 90s. <laughs> Is anyone going to ask me what I watched Fuck this no, week? Jack. I don't care what you watched. Fuck wait, you. Wait. God. Wait, Jack. Yeah, Mark. Has anything been rocking your horror world? Thanks, buddy. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> a few things have been rocking my horror world this week. First, last week we reviewed Black Mountainside. Jake, you and I wondered about the video game they were playing on that. Okay. Uh, writer, director, apparently programmer, and all-around badass Nick Shostakiewski reached out to us and said that's a game he made when he was in high school. Right? Is that what he said? Pretty much. Yeah, and I like that you guys referenced me on the podcast saying that I would have known what it was, which is I Hey, for the record, I didn't. I said you wouldn't know what that was. I (laughs) challenged that assumption. It it had the look of one of those indie games, you know what I mean, that they'd make a documentary about. (laughs) There's like one documentary out there about that. Continue. Come on. What? So he reached out. He made the game available on his website. Uh, which is really fucking cool. He made both um, games. He made, like, there are two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but shout out to him. Go to his website, download the game. They're not the best games ever, because he made them in high school, and that's not really what he does, but they're games. They're kind of fun. One's called Zombies, with two exclamation points. I forget what the other is called, but I've been playing a little bit of but Zombies. You, play, you play as McNaughton, and you kill things. Yeah, absolutely. It's good what stuff. What more do you want? Fuck. <laughs> not much. Yeah, yeah, I don't want anything else. So that's been rocking my horror world. Uh, Apart from that, I've watched two movies this week. Uh, Both are available on Netflix streaming. One of them is a movie called Clinical, which I did not care for. (laughs) Uh, How are you so bad at choosing movies on Netflix? Because he snap decisions literally everything in his life. This one was, I was tidying up the living room and had shit to do, and it was going to take me a little while, so I wanted something on, so I threw this movie on. Um, It's not good. 
what not makes great. it bad, it's Jack? Do people act it's, it's, bad? It's about a woman who's a, a psychiatrist who de- helps patients deal with like trauma in their past, but she can't get over the trauma in her own past. Ooh, uh, <laughs> classic. The acting isn't great. The writing is is what's especially damning about this movie. It's just the the whole movie from conceit to execution is not particularly well written. So I didn't I didn't love it. It's not certainly not the worst movie ever. It's not unwatchable, but I don't really think it's worth your time. It's above okay. Spirit in the Woods. It's definitely above Spirit in the Woods <laughs> in that it was a movie. Yeah, but at least Spirit in the Woods made you rage drink. That's true. I got so drunk during that movie. Eh. What's the other uh, one? Apart from that, the other movie I watched on Netflix streaming is uh, Clown, oh, a 2016 nice. movie. I think it came out almost exactly a year ago. Uh, from It's not directed by Eli Roth, but I think it's called Eli Roth's Clown. Yeah, he produced We it. definitely weighed in on this in a horror release roundup from roughly a year ago. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Out. And this movie's worth a watch, I yeah? think. Good, good. I'm so it's, glad it ended up not being You shitty. should make your wife watch it, Mark. I might. <laughs> It's not terrific by any means, but I think they do a serviceable job with the the practical effects of the transformation. The the brief plot summary on this one is this guy puts on a cursed clown costume and turns into a monster clown. Okay. Um it's and they do a concept. pretty good they do a pretty good job with the the transformation and it's it is actually horrifying. There's some decent jump scares in it and it's uh, overall just a pretty creepy concept. It I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Fun watching it. Good cool. time. Yeah. Good stuff. Where'd Before we get it? to the feature presentation, I have I have one more little bit of things. Wait, to talk where'd about. you watch, Jack? Oh, uh, both of these were on Netflix streaming. Yep. So Netflix. Mark, streaming. go. Look at that seamless segue. I just this isn't really technically rocking my horror world. It is a callback to something that has previously rocked my horror world. I just noticed that the girl with all the gifts is uh, streamable on Amazon Prime. If you have yep. Prime, it's free. Highly yep. recommend it. One of the best zombie movies I've ever seen. Go give that okay. one. Okay, saying something. Yeah, I've seen all a right. lot of zombie movies. <laughs> Should we talk about not the best movie you've ever seen? Then, yeah, let's do it. Feature presentation time. Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2000's Final Destination. Mark, this was a you pick. Uh, I don't remember in what category you picked this movie. Was this your wild card? Nope. Uh, guilty pleasure, I believe. That fits guilty better. Guilty pleasure. Fair enough. Guilty. Yeah, absolutely. Emphasis on guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and we will dive deep on this movie in a little bit, but you picked this movie, and you know what that means. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are about to be on the goddamn clock. Professional. Yep. Good. That's Nothing professional, professional, ladies and gentlemen. 30 seconds are now on the goddamn oh, clock. boy. It's going to start when you start. A group of high school classmates are going to France. The main guy in the movie, Alex, uh, has a premonition that they're all going to die in a fiery explosion of the plane. So he gets off the plane in a bit of a chaotic scene where he pulls off of like seven or eight other people. Um, To everyone's surprise, the plane actually does end up exploding. So they all avert a death. Hooray. But now, death, as sort of an unseen force, is stalking all of them. And they die off in various Rube Goldberg-based mechanisms of horrible, torturous deaths. Uh, One by one, they fall. Time? Yeah. Dude, you were talking for like an age of man right there. (laughs) And you got nowhere. When did you start that? (laughs) What have you been doing? His name was Alex. (laughs) I'm very out of practice. 
I feel like it covered basically all of it anyway. I, I'm going to give myself a 10 out of 10 on that. That's what happens when you spend oh, too are much you? time in are Canada, you? Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to take another Canada trip and uh, hone my abilities of summary. You did get the basics, though. I mean, death follows them and it kills them off one by one. Yeah. In, like, notably Rube, Goldbe- Rube, bleh, Rube Goldbergian style. Did you guys know that Rube Goldberg directed the Three Stooges movie, the first one? Or wrote it or something? No, I did not. Thank you for bringing that level of spice to the podcast. All right, Mark, so why did you pick this movie? I love this movie specifically, but the series as a whole. <laughs> I, I love it so much. It's one of my favorite things. This is going to be Mark, fun. I feel like this movie perfectly exemplifies like your best era. Your, the era you love so much. Yeah, basically. I don't know why you love this era so much. <laughs> uh, I think there was like an air of... I, I feel like horror movies were well made, but also shitty. shitty. But they were aware of the shittiness, but not in a way that they were trying to be shitty. They, they were aware Dude. of the fact that horror movies should be fun. Yeah, I guess if I had to like put it in a very small package, that's how I would describe it. Okay. So they're well made. They generally have decent concepts, but very few and far between are the movie that actually like take themselves completely seriously to the point that there's like no laughing and self-reference to it. Well, there wasn't a lot coming out at that time. I agree with you. There wasn't a lot coming out at that particular time that would fall into the category of taking itself seriously that was good at all. Like yeah, I, was- And one of the things I like to think about is like what is going on during a certain period of time that then is reflected in horror because one of the great things about horror is like it does a pretty good job as a genre of exemplifying what is being thought of and what the issues are in culture at that particular time. It's a good time capsule and stamp. What is the deal with the late nineties with this sort of feeling? And really like, I mean, this is right at the edge of it coming out in 2000, but you have any idea, Mark, this is a question for you. Uh, I have a feeling. Well, I mean, I, I can't say that I know how culture aggregates itself into like script writing. Well, but... that's what I'm looking for. My guess is, at least to some extent, it's influenced by the success of Scream. Uh, when did that one come out? Or the original Scream? That was, like, mid-90s? Yeah, sounds about right. 97? No. So, Scream, so that no. was a movie. 97. Scream was that 96. Was yeah, so it was 96. I think yeah. it came out the year after. Scream was wow. 96. Yeah. This is fun. You're so fun. that was a movie that didn't take itself seriously, ended up, being, ended up basically rebooting a genre, and was a financial success. And I mean, I was very tenuously aware of box offices at the time, but I think that it kind of showed that this was a different path you could take through horror and horror itself had largely stagnated at that point. So not only did Scream, I feel like to some extent reboot the franchise, the uh, slasher genre, but it almost introduced a new avenue of success to making horror movies as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that this movie could have existed the franchise could have existed without something like Scream coming beforehand. Definitely not. Personally, I sure. It just doesn't seem all, like it would have worked. We're already kind of touching on this a little bit, but why don't we actually get into it? What in the fuck subgenre of horror yeah. does this thing fit into? Uh, Mark, give us a subgenre this fits into. Okay, uh, this is a slasher movie. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, the the villain is <laughs> say it is, is again. Literally please. death. The villain is literally death, as seen in water and a uh, shadow in the background of mirrors. I'd like to and point shit. out that you got literally correct again. This is like the second and, time in your life. And his 
like notable weapon of choice is Rube Goldberg machines. It's the oh, it's the best. <laughs> and Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. <laughs> yeah, and John Denver albums. <laughs> and exploding CRTs. That makes sense. The John Denver thing makes sense. This movie is full of like little. I get it. He died on a plane. Yep. It's real deep. I mean, they could have also brought they in like did is that kind of stupid. Like, oh, good one. <laughs> Everything. They could have done leaving on a jet plane. That would have been better. That would have been more like on the nose, which is kind of what this was. I mean, they could have done a bunch of stuff, right? They could have done Skinnerd. They could have done Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, any of those. It would have been way better with Skinnerd. <laughs> but Mark, this is expressly not a slasher. The writer and director wanted it, like pitched it as we don't want a Michael Myers type. We well, don't want they made a, guy a slasher, in a so they hood. failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't just make a slasher movie and then not have it be a slasher. I mean. It, there there is no slasher. The, I guess their point is it's yes, not... Yes, death is the slasher. Yeah, their point is it's not a physical villain, which is His true, mask but I don't is care. It's still a slasher. What? There's still a body count. I think, it, body I think count. it exemplifies the slasher genre pretty well. It's it's way on the fringe. Yeah. It's not a perfect fit, but if you jam something hard enough, you'll fit it in. It's All right, <laughs> Mr. Mister Smart Guy. Yep. What thing, What's another subgenre for it fits into? Supernatural. Because death. Sure. Is it? Yeah, dude. I'd give you, you that. Isn't it kind of just me? fate? Fate is natural, not supernatural. Yeah, actually, yeah, that but... might just... <laughs> supernatural comma, actually just natural. No, it's, yeah. it's still supernatural, <laughs> and my main argument for that one is they did a weird thing in this movie where it is literally death, right? As kind yes. of this ambiguous concept being. There's really no personification outside of the Wind. first kill of Todd in the bathroom. Where, like, the water comes in, there's, like, the shadow, and then it kills him, and then it, like, seeps back out to cover its tracks. The, the blue goo water chases him across yeah. the bathroom floor, it, like, the ice chases that guy And they chose not to do that anymore and make it more just, like, accidents, which is way better, by the way. But <laughs> it's really weird that they chose to, like, did they just run out of time? Did they, I, I don't know. But that right there it, is supernatural. Water doesn't do that. Don't I mean, shit. and... <laughs> It's almost like it's, it's, they don't completely remove it. There's some element of that as well in uh, what's her name, the teacher's death, Mrs. Lawton or Luton or whatever his name is. Lawton. And they definitely bring it back throughout the series too, not in every single death, but yeah. many of them also have to do with like a breeze coming in and blowing something over. For sure. I mean, the, the breeze plays heavily for sure. But yeah, which you I think also You can't counts. point at that and be like, that is not natural. Yeah. It's not sentient water that changes directions, but it's yes. still pretty heavily implied that it is a sinister force of some kind. Okay, so the so the subgenre I'm fitting it into is supernatural, comma sentient water. <laughs> I like I I'm going. I'll give you supernatural, comma actually just natural. That's not true. It's not natural at all. <laughs> Jack, no, I think that's fair. Supernatural. Yes. Give me a fucking subgenre. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. This, do your job. This is a splatter flick. Yeah. No. What are you talking about? No. It's not that gory, dude. It's not a gore movie per se, but it's definitely a, sla- a splatter flick. Why? One dude's blood literally splatters, the chick's blood splatters on everyone. You can't just call every movie that has bus. blood splatter on something a splatter flick. But this has gratuitous blood. This has really? necks being cut, decapitations, blood splattering, you know and what? spattering. You know what I think's at play here? This is This is the Saw effect, where... You ascribe the genre of the franchise to the first movie when it really doesn't apply that much. Because yeah. the rest of Final Destination, definitely okay. splatter. Okay, you know this what? Movie, I'll, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Fine. <laughs> me or Mark? It has. I agree with both of you. Like Mark kind of sold it for me. What okay. it has that I think is what the splatter flick ultimately does. This isn't as gory. This particular movie, but it has a theatricality to that graphic. We're going to show you the violence because it's yeah. also Rube Goldbergian. Um, yeah, fine. I'll give it to you, particularly because of the Stifler kill. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get into Sean William Scott. Stifler. I love Billy. Why the fuck is he wearing a Rangers jersey? What's wrong with them? They're well, they they're in upstate. I don't New give York, a shit. But that's fine. They're like in New Jersey. <laughs> Devils. They're not Islanders. in New Jersey. No one likes the Devils. That's not true. Mark, how about another subgenre for this? Fits no, into? I want to talk about where fandoms exist. In well, the state area. Mean, it's impossible not to like Brodeur. <sighs> Go. Classic. This was the height of Scott Stevens just destroying people at the blue line. <laughs> Is this a classic? I, I think no. I'd be tempted to call this a classic, but I'm pretty sure I, you guys are going to disagree with me. Classic. I, comma, I don't not disagree classic. with you. This is a classic. I This spawned so many sequels, and Final Destination is a movie everyone's heard of. This will be remembered far into the future. Yeah. Is it a good classic? No. No, yes. but it's a classic. It's the best it is classic. a very influential film. It, yeah. it hit at the right time for whatever fucking flavor of bratwurst it was selling, and people bought... <laughs> I think I can see what? how Jake's rating is going to go. <laughs> whatever flavor of bratwurst... Uh, it's summer, dude. I'm thinking about it, grills. Is there a subgenre called time capsule? Because this would be a good one of those. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. You have the power. <laughs> I do. I'm not adding it. Okay, Jake, so I got other much less resistance out of that than I thought I was going to. I just stopped listening, to be honest. I'm done. That, let's yep, just let's just talk sense. about the actual movie. Okay, so no more subgenres. No, Jack. No. Do you have anything? Do you want another turn? No. Fucking God, great. No. God, you guys are bad at this. You're bad at this. Do you have another one? No. Okay. <laughs> oh my well, God. trees and houses. There are houses, there are trees. <laughs> Sean William Scott. Oh, that's is old so on. much how, older how than the other. It? How are you? How do you open Let's Talk About the Movie with just Sean William Scott? Because <laughs> it's, it's comp- one of the main aspects of the movie really? is how much older than the other high school students he is. <laughs> it's crazy. And yet he plays senior, like dude, it's younger. Are you unaware of the concept of the super senior? That's clearly what he is. <laughs> he is He's like looks, 28. He looks 15 years older than the rest of the people. He's riding movie. a bike, though. <laughs> He's got the backwards hat and, like, oversized clothes. Yeah, no, He's it's, it's, it's almost Diddler status, how different it Not, is. Yeah, you it's can't crazy. slap a Rangers jersey on him and put him on a bicycle that's, like, seven frames <laughs> too big, too small, rather, and think it's okay. You can't do As that. As was the style at the time. It was crazy. Oh, God. So that's what that movie did right. <laughs> Let's talk about what it did wrong. <laughs> Not casting Sean William Scott in every single role is what the movie did wrong. Yeah, true. I get it. He was in American Pie, and he's of the era perfectly, but they really didn't need him in this movie. Oh, <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, they did. I, I love, I love his character completely. so much. He does such a bad job. <laughs> I don't think so. I honestly, like, one of my favorite parts about this movie is that he's in it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But his acting is so terrible. Oh, is geez, anyone else guys. is that great? <laughs> he sells what this movie's true colors are to me. 
I guess that's a good point. Because it knows he's it's the, not good, and he's the one that delivers the knowingness of the knowing it's not good to you as the viewer, Jack. <laughs> yeah, he's the innocent victim. Everyone else is either like the and either the protagonist or the dick jock. <laughs> I don't think he's a. I don't think that dude's a jock. Mark, that's two of the other characters, not everyone else. Nah, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> What is your relationship with this movie, Mark? How many times have you seen this? Did you see it in theaters when it first came out? Were you on a date? Uh, yes to all No. Oh. And no. I haven't seen this in theaters. It, I, and if I had, it wouldn't have been on a date. That's a weird hypothetical. Um, <laughs> you didn't go so on dates when you were 10 years old? The I think the only 12, one sorry. of the franchise I saw in the theaters was uh, Final Destination 3. I've seen this movie numerous times. I don't know. Probably approaching 10 at this point. Um, it's just a fun movie. This was like a go-to, couldn't find anything else at Hollywood Video, so we rented it on DVD and watch on a Friday night and eat some breadsticks or whatever. When Final Destination 3 came out, I hosted a marathon of the re- of the other two at my house before heading down to the theater to watch it. Um, I don't know. This is just, I, this whole franchise has been a must-see for me for a it's long time. part of you, Mark. Jake, how about you? How many times have you seen this movie before? Um, This is probably, like, fourth. Fair enough. I've seen it, what? like, before this, I've seen it in full a couple times, and then it's been on. What about what about the whole franchise? Where do you sit with all five or six movies? Uh, I haven't seen the most recent, actually. Oh. The finishing touches, but I've seen the rest, and I didn't like them that much. Oh, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. kind of with you, Jake. I'm about I'm almost exactly the same boat as you. Okay. Did you yeah. see? There, have you not seen the last one? I haven't seen the most recent. Is it two. worth seeing, Mark? So here's the thing about the oh. franchise, right? Every single movie is the exact same. No shit. You, it's just like <laughs> Saw. You're just going to see the various. I disagree with that. Okay. Because Why? Saw one is so different from the rest of them. Well, uh, yeah, Saw one in particular, but I think two is well, pretty really good too. And okay. then it just turns into trash. Sure. Yeah, Saw 1, you're not watching for the contraptions, but Saw's 2 through the rest of them, you're only mm. watching for the contraptions. Yeah, Saw 2 is pretty fun, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. After that, well, it's not fun. Yeah, so I would say you need to watch the most recent two movies if you are if you like... Stupidity. If you if you haven't seen a Final Destination movie in a while, instead of re-watching Final Destination 3, go ahead and watch The Final Destination. I can assure you like I'm not going to be re-watching Final Destination 3. But I'll take your advice. <laughs> it's good, dude. Someone that's the one where the dude gets impaled with the American flag, and as he falls, it's like recreating the Iwo Jima statue. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> you love this shit. I love it so much. All right. I love it. So Rube Goldberg is awesome. To, I cannot wait to see our differences in ratings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a thing. What did this movie do right? We gotta we gotta get moving here. I'll go first. I, I no think, shit. <laughs> I think, uh, well, you didn't you didn't pass it to anyone, so... You're the only one who has anything gaps. to say about what this did right. I think one of the best <laughs> things this movie does is it, it kind of throws change-ups at you as far as, like... I don't want to call it pacing, but as far as, like, the setup to each death. So you have everything ranging from uh, the one chick's death, where it's immediate. She just the steps bus. off a curb and gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And gets there's no setup whatsoever. Bus. To uh, Mrs. Luton, the teacher's death, where it not only has a setup of them showing you all of the things that are about to happen to her, but the death scene itself takes like two 17 minutes. 17 minutes. 
Yeah, she dies. I mean, every single one of her injuries would have killed her, and she gets like six of them. <laughs> She's yeah. set on fire. There's an exploding tel- or computer screen that puts a shard of glass in her neck. She gets stabbed a bunch of times. She gets <laughs> yeah. crushed, I think. Yep. Yep. And then exploded. And Yeah, and then exploded. It's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it double taps that, dude. Yeah, but that's my point, is there's this huge range of how exactly death can come for you that actually keeps it relatively suspenseful. And that's really good. All of them happen. That's not suspenseful. (laughs) Everything they show you ends up happening. I think in some of the later movies, it's a little bit interesting. And in this one, a tiny little bit in that it shows you seven to ten ways this person could die. It focuses in heavily on them. And then only one of them ends up happening. This one a lot less so than the the sequels, wherein it shows like a guy in a room and there's it shows you sharp things over here and a slippery thing over here and something that can hang him over here. And only one of the things actually ends up happening. This movie, it's just everything that it shows you pretty much happens. Well, yeah, I'm pretty and, sure you're referencing the guy who gets impaled by the ladder in Final Destination 4, if I remember correctly. Oh my god. That's I might one. be. I That's a really I good one. He slips know. on spaghetti and then a ladder falls on his head. You couldn't remember Oblina's name, but you remember that specific scene from Final Destination 4. Well, I've seen it more recently. I'm also not sure that was Final (laughs) Destination 4. Might have been two. Jack, to your point, though, like one thing I do think that it does pretty well and is clever is it does a really good job of foreshadowing how things are going to take place in this movie. Pretty much every single character, there is ample foreshadowing as to what is going to be their comeuppance, I guess. Yeah. Do you disagree? To, yeah, to some extent. No. I think it's all there, man. There is there is like this I weird mean, recurring. The one thing. girl gets hit by a bus, but <laughs> Well, no, but that's there too, because there's a scene with her like in the airport after the plane explodes and there's a poster of a bus like next to her. Oh, fair Todd's enough. Todd's okay, on the plane, he's like making the choking thing when he's telling whatever his name is, Devin yeah. Sawa, who I just would rather watch Wild America. Alex. When Billy's when Billy's watching the plane explode, there's like a piece of shrapnel that flies across his face in the Where same way. Where it gets way. cut off, yeah. yeah. Like every single one of them has, I think, a really well done, subtle, a lot of times, foreshadowing as to how they will die. I like that a lot, okay. actually. Okay. The other thing Fair that enough. I think that this does really well is something about the conceit of this movie of just like, and it's really, I think it's encapsulated best in Todd's speech at like the memorial or whatever about how... You wake up most days and, like, you don't think about it, but death can come whenever. Like, that's a Proust quote, by the way. Okay, cool. That's that's scary <laughs> and that's unsettling. Like, why do you like horror? You go back all the way. It's because you're exhilarated by the fear of dying. Like, that kind of vague ambiguity is scary. And this is one of the movies that I think, in concept is most scary to me actually just because it makes you think about like today could be your day and that's fucked up yeah so absolutely yeah and also to a certain extent kind of the same thing but just as far as catapulting yourself into an utterly fucked up situation not necessarily fearing death but fearing that in 24 hours you could be like huddled in your basement hiding from something totally like you just don't know (laughs) how your life is going to change maybe maybe you're Lake trip to go stay at your like cousin's cabin is going to go very poorly. Yeah. 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 No, it makes you think about that stuff in the very early goings. And to me, that is actually really effective. Like I still find myself, I am fairly uncomfortable for the first part of this movie and that's really effective. And then it goes to shit because (laughs) like 
this movie isn't really taking itself seriously, but it's that juxtaposition of like the lack of sincerity and what it's doing versus the serious fucked upness of the concept, the very high level concept that really gets me and it makes me feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing I think it does Great. well is it pays homage to the genre. <laughs> what? That I think it was a fair point. Thanks, Jack. I <laughs> Yep, keep going. <laughs> it pays homage to the genre pretty well, right? Almost every character is named for some kind of horror something. Yep. Something oh, especially world. Clear Rivers. Motherfucker. <laughs> we're, okay, we're going to bring this back up in what the movie does wrong. They call her Claire the whole time. Why the fuck do they spell her name Clear? It's infuriating. Yeah, it's I all know. I could think about. Allie Larder is pretty attractive, though. Wait, wait, wait. That's true. Why is it all you could think about when they don't spell her name at all in the movie it's written three different times in the movie what oh, it is yes and in the and then in the credits but it's written on three different things uh most of the time it's when his notes of like when shit's happening the way it's happening oh yeah that's his, true like he his does have all the tracing paper <laughs> that he put over his crt monitor what yeah he is uh, his research is way too <laughs> in depth i don't know what he thinks he's doing that's not uh, but right. why attractive. the fuck she welds. is her name clear she welds it's like the megan fox scene from transformers but way better yeah that's true it's more realistic you know megan fox has like that weirdness to her this is like legit <laughs> not sure i know what you're talking about there but i don't think megan fox had weirdness to her at the time where she yeah, was still, there's still a little there's a little like edginess that's not there with ali larder's character here i don't know i like it more stop it <laughs> <laughs> speak into Jake's what? psyche. What am I stopping? <laughs> God damn it. You're stopping it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Her name is Clear. What the <laughs> okay, fuck? Okay, so we're going to move past that. As someone but who yeah. lives in Utah, I'm surrounded by creatively named people who have... Well, like, when you have 17 kids, Mike. you got to get creative, Mark. <laughs> well, it's pronounced Mike, but it's spelled with like a Y and an H. <laughs> They're all silent. Yeah. Especially so that vowels. does not bother me nearly as much. Silent vowel sounds. But yeah, there's, I mean, one of the characters is named Hitchcock. One of them is named after Todd Browning, right? There's just a whole lot of shit in here. Yeah, Max Officer Shrek, Shrek Lon is in Chaney. There. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a fair it's point. A, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's about all I got. I'm going to Ah, the deaths. I like the deaths. The deaths are good. The effects are good. The deaths are what make this a franchise. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. If it no were just people, there. like, getting hit by, well, honestly, the bus is great because it's a great, like, jump scare, but... If it were just people getting hit by cars or, like, drive-by shootings or some uncreative death, you'd have one movie and it'd be boring. Yeah. yeah but instead you have people getting, like, decapitated by roller coasters and, like, impaled okay, on to falling one. ladders. Stick to this one. We're reviewing Final Destination 1. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Don't bring in any other stuff. Okay. Well, you, you, have have dude, you have dude decapped by a errant piece of metal hit by a train. Yep. You have falling <laughs> signs. Yep. You have... Sentient water strangling a guy. That one sucks. <laughs> and to be clear, when I said the effects, I specifically meant the effects are relating to the deaths. The gore is fine and pretty good. Overall, the effects are not good. And I'm referring mostly to that scene when he's running through the embers. It's hard to do fire. When the main... Yeah, fire's difficult. Man. It's not fire. It's embers. And they look astoundingly bad. It's crazy. Jack? Yes. Would you say that you should be able to do fire well in the current day, today? No, but oh. I'm also saying there was absolutely no reason to do that scene at all. 
nobody was dying. He's running down the street after the FBI agents interview him when he's outside the teacher's wow. house. You, there's you, uh, you really didn't take the bait that I threw out there. I'm kind of hating this. Well, fire's a hard thing to do. Okay. But my point is, there was no need to do it in this particular instance. Jake, I, I don't know what you that... were trying to evoke. What's that? I don't know what you were trying to reference. Okay. I, I was assuming he'd say, yeah, it's 2017, fire should be relatively easy now. And I was going to say, well, one of the best movies that's come out this year did fire, like, so shittily. Top- you talking about <laughs> yeah. Autopsy? No. Yeah. That okay, one did fire shittily, too. And smoke. <laughs> shittily. I guess we're all in agreement that about? any any form of smoke monster or just smoke should probably be avoided. <laughs> Back to the Jake, movie. Jake, what movie were you talking about? Yeah. Back to the movie. Jake, what the fuck movie? Why are you being so weirdly cagey because about it's, stuff it's potentially It's potentially spoilery, so I'm just gonna... Uh, this okay. whole podcast is spoilery. Yeah, but not for other movies, Mark. <laughs> just say what movie you're about to spoil, and then that's... I'm about to spoil warning. Devil's Candy. Oh, oh, I didn't see that one. I Don't. haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh there's some, there's some you have ruined shitty it. fire. You have ruined that movie. God it's, damn it. <laughs> it is such a good movie, but there's like 17 seconds of like the worst fire you've seen in your life. No, my point is I understand fire and embers might even be... Embers shouldn't be hard to do, first off. They're very different from fire. Because they're just like but points I, of light. <laughs> yes. they. So I disagree that they should be hard to do. But also, they had no need to do them. I mean, you got it's a sense of place, Jack. A house just exploded. <laughs> There's gonna be embers. Mark's no, no, gonna, this Mark's is. I think before the house explodes, the world building. He's running towards the house after being interviewed by the FBI. Oh, the house has yet to explode. Foreshadowing. It's so bad. This is the dude with like the pit. That's like yes, burning his slash pile thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's bad. It, yeah. It's it's unnecessary. The point so, is that, like, death is coming. It's coming. Oh, boy. Ooh. So, what I guess else did it do right? what I'm getting from this is we've now transitioned to what this movie does wrong, and Jack is taking <sighs> issue with the effects as a whole. Well, Jack's going to no, take issue no, with, like, that's exactly 11 what I'm very, very specific things, and he's not going to let off. We're used um, to that. Frankly, we're used to that at this point. I'm letting off of it. That was bad. The rest, Most of the effects are good. I just wanted to be clear that when I said I liked the effects, I didn't mean all hey, of Jack. them. Jack. Yes. What buddy. else does the movie do wrong? Acting. No. It's come on. Almost unwatchable at times. Should we run through another <laughs> Jack? Jack assesses the acting of said characters. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just like to uh, note a, a quote uh, from the from the director here. Um, one of the most important things we were looking for in casting was the actor's ability to play the subtleties. <laughs> <laughs> I would say job very poorly done. Sean William listener, Scott is a master. Yeah, he is a master. Of for, the, for the listener, this movie is directed He's by James yeah, let's, Wong. Let's do yeah. a let's do a Jack uh, lightning round. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Devin Sawa, Alex, the main guy. Uh, for the most part, okay, but some very bad scenes. Okay, Allie Larder. The best in the movie. Tony Todd as Tony Todd as Bloodworth, the mortician. That's complicated. I've got a complicated thoughts on that. But he's Tony Todd and he's awesome, so good. Okay, Agent Shrek, FBI guy. Roger very Smith. serviceable. Uh, Kristen Cloak. Who's that? She's Luton. the teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, fine, I guess. Uh, Sean William Scott. 
not great. Shut <laughs> the up. The best it's, is what you meant but to it's, say. It's, the it's, best. It's, it's, it's terrible acting, but in a fun way. But it is terrible acting. Uh, the jock guy, Kersmith. It's unwatchable. Yeah, he's it's pretty bad. He's really bad. atrocious. Okay, that has been the lightning round. We really need to polish that up a little bit. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Chad Danella is Todd. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does a pretty good uh, job. He was he my dies favorite character, early. and they killed him first. I hated it. Yeah, he's his best friend. It is kind of a bold move to kill him first. Usually you have, like, the, the guy who primes the pump a little bit. like the. You know what? Well, they had to keep, out like, to me. the rivals thing going so they couldn't kill Carter. Jock. Yeah, Carter. I know. You, you, what you're supposed to do is introduce, like, some other character. Frankly, it should have been Billy, but Probably. you kind of need, you need, you need him to survive longer. You need, like, another character yeah, who's just sort of, most. like, who's just blatantly fodder. He's just, like, he's a no-namer. Like, you don't, he's just sort of also there. <laughs> yeah, that you know what stood out to me a lot women. this watch. Wow! In okay, this case, I'm being let's honest. Keep this crosstalk going, Mark. We're not used to you being back. It's uh, we're excited. <laughs> it's it's our, really jazzy. Jack, our rhythm is yes. What did you notice this watch? <laughs> they the whole town shuns Alex because do they actually think he caused this plane crash? I Dude. forgot. How the whole... it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation with his best friend where their parents won't let them be friends anymore. I think because he thinks he caused this plane crash. The whole what is happening? human dynamic of this movie is fucked. <laughs> it's so crazy. what's kind of funny, not funny at all, actually. Funny's not the right word. What's <laughs> okay. kind of interesting is this that is going well. What's what's kind of funny is that like post <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at talking. What is interesting about this is post 9-11, this dude gets investigated for terrorism for like the next... He just disappears. He gets Pre-9-11, he gets investigated. Uh, well, he gets investigated, but I feel like they actually played it correctly a little bit. Like, there's nothing tying him to it, so he doesn't get disappeared. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Post 9-11, he, oh, he this guy's gets in a black disappeared. Site He's years. in like some black site in yeah. Syria or somewhere. I don't know where it's set up. Syria? Cuba, probably. Syria? Dude, it's going to be in the least, it's going to be in the last place you expect. It's going to be in, like, Iowa. I don't know. Syria and Iowa are not the same place. <laughs> no, but they're very hard to expect. We're moving past this. I can't fucking do this anymore. Anyways, my point is, this is a pre-9-11 plane explosion that is loosely linked to a person, and the movie can't quite articulate why people are afraid of him. Sure. Whereas if this sure. movie came out two years later, let's just assume it's still able to come out despite the, yeah. despite the terror attack. I, yeah, that's it, actually it wouldn't be a these really two doofus point. FBI. Would this movie have come out in the same way if this were the 2002 release? It Almost wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come yeah. out. It would have come... It, like, the earliest this could have happened would have been probably, like, 2004. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think this movie could have existed. And it came out, like, right before it, so that's kind of fucked. Yeah. It's, and, and I can tell you this much. It wouldn't have been these two doofus FBI agents investigating it. Investigating it. it would have been Agent Jack Bauer on the case. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It would have changed significantly, <laughs> at the very yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. But they, the whole, does the town actually think he caused this plane crash? Because they shun him. Well, there's two outcomes. There's two things, right? Because... Well, I guess there's three, but the third one is that he's actually can see the future, and that's, that's strange in its yeah. own right. So the first one is that he actually caused it. There was some type of, like, he sabotaged the plane, 
got off and used it as right. some type of like media fame generating device, which would I wouldn't let my kid hang out with that either, right? <laughs> and I guess the second I I don't know why I called it the third one. The second one is that he can actually see the future and that he can predict death and death follows him around. In which case, I'm not going to let my kid hang out with him either. No, but the thing is. Somebody on every fucking flight predicts that the plane is going to crash. And they do, right? they, every they fucking do that to death in this movie. All that all anyone talks about preceding the plane explosion is plane crashes. It's all they yeah. fucking talk about. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How many flights have you guys been on where there's a person who's predicting the plane's going to fall out of None. the sky? At least four. No one talks about that, though. That's like so taboo. You can't say Jesus like this Christ. plane's going to crash without being boop. Whisked away. <laughs> you get on disappeared. This, you go to Iowa. In this movie, every single character is talking at outdoor voice about how this plane is going outdoor down voice. or how planes have crashed, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's one thing I thought it oh, did great. wrong. How about you guys? <laughs> the acting. <laughs> that's Same what you said, more. right? We're, we're, I'm trying to bring it back because it's been about five minutes since we actually were talking about what you were talking about. It's been about. a lot longer than five, I feel like. It was the acting. And yes, the acting was my, my thing was the acting. It was poor. It was poor, huh? Yes. Jake. I kind of already talked about my biggest qualm with it, and I thought <laughs> there was a huge juxtaposition with, like, not juxtaposition, but, like, why did they change so starkly from death is this sentient water unseen force being that can manipulate matter to it's just like random happenstance accidents that are you can discern that it's fate happening like why did that happen why did they change mid cut well if you believe the imdb trivia page it was that they shot todd's death like first and then sort of just arbitrarily thought it would make a better movie to make them accidental instead of... Did they lose Todd? Could they not film him anymore? Was he too expensive? Yes. Chad Danella? They couldn't fucking get him on set for another day? Yeah, his day rate was huge, oh man. Oh my god. Huge. <laughs> I, I honestly have, think it was I had a right pretty decision. big issue with that because it changed... The tonality of the movie changes with that significantly. Kind of. I like it because it establishes that death is actively trying to kill these people, and then they're not just unlucky. But then, but then it the goes rest away. of the entire franchise, for the, for the most part, is there's like subtle wind blowing or whatever, but for the most I part, would prefer it's it, just unlucky. Okay. For the record, I'd prefer it not be there at all. Like, I think the viewer should be smart enough to understand that it's fate, death, without having to see that water thing happen. I'm not suggesting that it should happen every time. So you know. Yeah. That's okay. fair. I don't know. I, 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 I get what you're saying. It's it's a weird death, and you could have easily just not had water running uphill into yes. a drain. Yes. Yes. But Mark, it yes. is still nice to have some type of thematic tie-in to the fact that there is a force other than bad luck. Yeah, that is coming after these people. And the that more we talk about this, like water. the more we talk about this, the more I agree with you that this is really a perfect time capsule movie. With what we were just talking about, about like, could this have come out a year later? The answer is no, because of what happened. The it plane. really changed our nation and how people viewed things. But then also, it changed like, the world, man. Go back. Hmm, go back to <laughs> think about what we know today about depression, right? 
the way they treat the Todd death and like Devin Sawa's character, Alex, being like, no, like he told me we were going to hang out again to the dad. He couldn't have killed himself. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. This movie doesn't get depression <laughs> at all. No, no that's not little. great. I found that to be a little bit regrettable, to be honest with you. But the writing of this movie is... Oh, you want to know another regrettable thing? Since we're talking about regrettable things like that. There's... This this movie perfectly exemplifies the, the trope that exists of, of the magic Negro. Right? Key and Peele do a whole bit about it, and it's fucking hilarious. But just the, the I'm black guy... or choice of words. Well, that's what it's called. I was trying to think of another way to say it, but Jack, I don't think we're going to lose term one of our two v- listeners, viewers, <laughs> listeners for that. Well, I didn't invent the trope. Yeah. Uh, but it's where, where a black guy or woman is, is old and, and wizened and understands forces beyond what exists in the world, right? The Shining has it, and, and this movie... A lot of a things have of them. Right, Green Mile, yeah. It, but this one does it especially offensively with Tony Todd, where he exists only... To be the old wise black man who tells old, them dude. that he's death like a is after them. Old. Come on, he's a sure, middle aged, sure. older. He's older than the rest of the characters in oh, the movie. Well, they're high school students, and his name is yeah. Bloodworth. Yeah, it's so, it's pretty terrible. I mean, Tony Todd is awesome, and you gotta love Tony Todd because he's he's Candyman. But <laughs> and he comes in Fuck. and he says exactly what death is doing. Yeah, like he's it's it's old hat. He knows he knows how this he goes. knows. Well, yeah, he's black. Well, he's a mortician, though. <laughs> so you can sort of be like, I've seen this shit before. I'm a mortician. He has seen this shit before. He's getting too old for this shit. I'm a mortician. I've I've battled death for years. Yeah. By which I mean I've just taken his scraps, essentially. Yeah, so that's regrettable. We want to talk about regrettable shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I guess, so, to transition into my what the movie does wrong, uh... This is also sort of what it does right. This is actually one of the things that I feel like you either... It's a love it or hate it type of situation. Uh-oh. Okay. This movie has sort of the Wishmaster effect to it, where it's almost like comical violence. If you take any of these in, oh, a, for sure. in, a, in a nutshell, yeah, uh, it's incredibly like gory and horrifying, and it's not something you would want to describe to your grandma, but because of the way it's set up throughout the franchise, it's it's meant to be essentially kind of silly. It's extremely that, silly. It's a, it's extremely silly, right? Like yeah. this is basically a cartoon that yeah. is shot in live action. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it a difficult movie to recommend to people unless you, it's like a, it's a very specific type of slashers and horror. Right, like if you're looking for a serious movie, this is this is not it. If you're looking for a comedy movie, this is also not it. You have to be looking for an ironic slasher horror. Right, this is what? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think I explained myself really well. Yeah, you think a lot of things was asinine. <laughs> well, my point is, so so someone comes to you looking for a recommendation on a horror movie. They've never heard of the Final Destination franchise because it did it in 2013, and they're younger. I guess I don't know. They're looking for something serious. You don't recommend this to them. They're looking for a comedy horror. You don't recommend this to them. So what do they come to you with where you do recommend this to them? Almost exactly what I would recommend to someone with any of the classic slashers, right? Friday. The Th- it has a very similar vibe to the original Friday the 13th. Really? It's campy. Yeah, it's campy. It's <laughs> dumb. Let's pause for a second and just reflect on Jack referring to Friday the thir- the original Friday the 13th as campy because they're at a camp. It's a great pun, Jack. I appreciate it. 
Thanks, Masterful Mark. wordplay. Glad it didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It's it's taking itself as seriously, but doesn't need to be as serious. And is at, maybe this is just with age now, uh, in terms of the Friday the 13th one, but, you know, that's who I... I, I view them very much the same. Interesting. I, I think they take on definitively different tones. But I guess I guess to put a pin on it, my, my qualm with it is that it's inherently silly and ironic, and it works well within the context of the film, but if you're not anticipating it, it's pretty jarring. Yes. Yeah. In the same way, actually, to tie it into a review we recently did, in the same way that I was not anticipating that from American Werewolf in London... And as a result, I was taken aback a bit by that movie. <laughs> yeah, but this one, what takes you back is the staggering early 2000s-ness of the whole ordeal. Yeah, but I, I fucking eat that shit for breakfast. I love that so much. <laughs> the the early 1980s, less palatable to me. That you want to know something so else it does fucking, wrong? Oh, it's so much better. I can't even do this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing this movie does wrong. I like the use of Rocky Mountain High. Before the deaths. I like uh, the song. I like the use of John Denver. Yeah, yeah it's a bunch of different right. John I don't know Denver if it needs to be, I don't know if it needs to be Rocky Mountain High. In this song, it's Rocky Mountain High. They play again and In again. this movie, it's Rocky Mountain High. Oh, yeah. That's In that. this song, it's Final Destination that they reference quite a few times. <laughs> they Wait, do they use other John Denver songs no. in this movie? They oh, use Rocky Mountain High 11 times. <laughs> they use it three. This is my point. It doesn't even precede every death. It doesn't have to. Just like death doesn't then have to. Then why use it at all? Why is it just organically in there? You don't want to just why shove it, it into everything. Why does it precede three of the deaths and not all of them? Also, why you got to fixate on John Denver? Why not Leonard Skinner? Why not Buddy Holly? Why not the Big Bopper? So they they wanted to actually do this in all the sequels, Mark, but it kept getting cut. They they had a, they they had a different song that was going to be the death song for every movie. Oh, but it that just would didn't have been end great. up making it into the final cut. Wait, so the, the second one was going to be ACDC's Highway to Hell. Hold on, okay. uh, but they only use it the one time. But no, they, they, did they find like an artist that had died on a roller coaster? Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Wow, I didn't know that was as prevalent. You weren't Steven aware Tyler. of uh, he died John on the rock and roller coaster. Death on a roller coaster. I've ridden that ride. It's great. Steven Tyler died on it. It was tragic. No, he didn't, dude. His lips are so big. <laughs> that prevented him from dying on the roller coaster? Sure, I don't care. <laughs> so why did they only use it the three times? Because they don't need to shove if, it down your throat, Jack. Why are you fixating on stupid repeat, shit? It's always going, what you if, do. If the song is going to precede deaths, it should precede all of the deaths, not no, just some shouldn't. of them. Are you fucking kidding me? That would be, so it's just that fucking would be random that the song was playing? You yeah, would get three so of the deaths? sick of it. You'd get so sick of it, dude. I would never get sick of Rocky Mountain High. Also, to tip, to go back to what it did right, there is a certain amount of surprise in each kill, right? Some of them you see coming a mile off, but not for really. example, the bus, the bus strike uh, is, is pretty surprising, right? So if, you, the first if there's you suddenly it, like, is, yeah. if there's someone who splices in Rocky Mountain High somehow, Actually, what would have been great is if there were like a, an ad for it on the side of the bus or something like that. But um, they could have done something like that. Yeah, they could have. But you know, hindsight, twenty twenty. My my point is, you don't want to tip your hand. <laughs> and so, so then, okay, to my next point, I'm pissed off that they used it multiple times and not every time. That's dumb. And dumb. one of the times they use it, the point, when Jake. the teacher dies, I forget her name. Um, she is walking around the house just expositing to herself. She picks up the record out of the closet and says, this was mom's favorite. 
I just like picturing a world where you're walking around your house picking stuff up going like, well, I really like this thing. <laughs> my uh, father gave me this. I am totally fine with that scene because that is how I live my life. You would not walk to your... First off, she appears to keep an uncovered record in her closet, despite having a record player. Mark out. might do that. I don't have any vinyl. I'm not a hipster like you two. Oh, I have lots I'm of I'm pretty down to earth, for the record, listener. <laughs> but, so, so, problem number one, you keep your vinyl with your record player, because that's how those things work. You don't keep your CD player and your CDs in separate rooms. Oh, oh. We would. We do, as a matter of fact. Oh, hold on. Time out. Okay, explain. Um, let's just say... Oh, God. <laughs> How is this a hard explanation? Why does this require a story? <laughs> He's trying not to incriminate himself. Well, the explanation... The I mean, there isn't an explanation. We keep everything in different locations. The explanation is that the, the wife thinks that people... That, that things should be, like, in... Whatever location they fit into, regardless of the fact that they're, like, on opposite sides of the house from each other. So, I've stopped fighting it, and that's just how I live my life now. You keep your laser discs in the basement and your laser disc player in the attic? Yes, essentially. Because <laughs> that's where they fit. Alright, so that gripe's gone, but you do not walk around the house picking stuff up, looking at it, and saying, My father gave me this. That's... I, I have frequently talked to myself when I'm home alone. I talk to myself, but not in that way. Oh, I narrate what I do. Time to science it up, douchebag. <laughs> I, I think Jesus. part of that is fed into by movies like this, where I think it's funny. I Like, I, I get what you're saying, because I do think it's you, funny when people just walk around narrating what they do, but as a result, right. I walk around I, narrating what I do, because I think it's funny. <laughs> you like to entertain the ghosts? Yeah, exactly. Or my cats, you know, whoever's listening. Oh my god, What if What so if the sad. NSA has a camera in my room, and they're just lonely people staring at screens all day? Maybe I can lighten them up a little bit. Oh, Jesus. By explaining to them that this was your mom's favorite record. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> just develop a relationship. Also, I'm not, now that I think about it, I, I'm not that familiar with John Denver's work, but I don't think this was the first song on that album. I think I killed Jake. I think Jake's dead now. <laughs> you want to talk more about Oblina? She could stretch. She was really stretchy. She could. She's, I mean, she was the nerd, right? She was the Hermione Granger of the trio. She was the Hermo She was a classic Hermione Granger. Yeah. She might have been the basis for Hermione Granger. I, I, I don't doubt it. I think that All Real Monsters actually was probably the like the show that J.K. Rowling was watching when she came up with Harry Potter. Yeah, I totally not enough that. work has been done comparing those two franchises. And their professor who would wear the four red high heeled shoes. He's obviously a classic Snape. Dumbledore. Obviously Snape. Dumbledore. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Did Let's say we do anything podcast? else wrong. <laughs> Many things. <laughs> it didn't incorporate enough our real monsters. It wasn't our real monsters. <laughs> I wish I was just watching our real monsters. <laughs> this movie, I, I don't know. The you don't so one know. thing this movie actually did wrong, and I, I'm having trouble pinpointing precisely how to put it into words, I didn't enjoy this very much. Sometimes with a lot of these old 90s ones, you have a lot of fun when you watch them and you go back because it is a time capsule. This one kind of just pissed me off, and I didn't want to be watching it. Really? Yeah. So, Jack, you you said on the record, if I hadn't picked this, this would have been your guilty pleasure movie. It... I thought it would have been. I think I was remembering a different Final Destination movie because I did not enjoy this one. It's been a while since I've seen it. Well, that's disappointing. And it's concerning to me that you're recording our conversations, Mark. 
It's a two-party state. I got Jake's de- uh, permission. <laughs> well, hold on. No, that's how that works. I got two of the parties. I got two of the parties to agree. <laughs> that was such a weird thing. I think it's a one-party state, first off. All the states we're in, as far as I'm aware. But then, a two-party state doesn't mean you just need two parties' consent. <laughs> no, that's that's it's it's built into the name of the of the convention. <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke, Mark. I enjoyed that very much. Effort. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my ratings! God. <laughs> Let's do ratings. I'm getting kind of drunk, guys. Oh just, just for the listener who can't see this... Jake's head has been down on his desk for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> we over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Blake would rate your importance if you can't close shit. You can't close the lead you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. And for ten, think of how Seth would write fucking jewels. Enjoy your remaining years. I will. Enjoy fucking jewels. I will. Stories, the first category which rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Write the thing for story. I love this movie. It does <laughs> not have much of a story whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I but you understand, Mark? Death skipped over them because he intervened. I don't know what you're referencing. They weren't but... supposed to die in that order, Mark. Okay, sure. What happens There's now? Very minimal story here. There is technically a story that's happening, but it's pretty damn straightforward. So much so that I was able to perfectly encapsulate it in a 30 second plot synopsis earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I gave it a four. This, you're not watching this movie this, for the story. But it's also right. not so bad that it detracts. So I'll put that out there too. I actually think that was well put. I gave it a four as well. Yep. Jake. I agree with you. I gave it a three though. Jake checked out a long time ago. Yeah, but Jake, on your punk. scale, since you haven't ever given anything a 10, a, four, a three is actually like a 3.3. So we're even closer than you're making it seem. That's asinine. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. World building and immersion is our second category. Mark, rate this thing for world building and immersion. So this is the one where it's really good, right? Not only are you watching for all of the references <laughs> Wait, that are built on. in. You're you're watching for all of the references Almost and foreshadowing few. that are built in. You have all of the people who are named after uh, famous horror per- personalities of Shrek and Hitchcock and Luton and whatever. We've already covered that. But... Uh, I, I whatever. I'm gonna cut to it. I gave it an eight. This is what I, I love watching this movie, man. I'm fucking, I'm so into it. They I'm they constantly have these background references that you're like glued to the screen to find. There's a bunch of like there's a bunch of references to Flight 180. There's a bunch of callbacks to the to different like I don't know. They have a lot of numerology and shit. Which did you know that your birthday is September 25th and you take off at 9:25? Yeah, ten that out was of ten. A French Would accent. recommend. No, that was great. So Jake is that... also giving this a, a ten. Are you giving it a ten, well, Jake? I just might. You're gonna have to wait for Jack, though. Mark, what? I gave it this a three okay. for world building ha, and immersion. Okay. Ha. I That's... had a lot of trouble staying 
even slightly immersed in this movie. I think most of the credit I'm giving this movie in this category is because it so perfectly encapsulates the era. Mm. Um, and that was a little bit nostalgic for me, but that's about it. Well, and this gets back to kind of what I was saying about what it does wrong, right? It's inherently silly. <laughs> so if you're not in the right mindset when you're watching it, this is the swing that can happen. Like, if you're yeah. into it, it you're very into it. If it doesn't hit you right, then it's like a three. Have you ever so this is actually a pretty mark. good. This is actually a pretty good example of what I was talking about. Okay. You fell for yeah, my so trap. I gave it a three. Hmm. It's not immersive. I did not. Yeah, Jake. I gave it a five. Uh, I I see. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of, of you because you I see both sides. You sure didn't give it a five and a half to be the perfect average between our between our scores. I'll continue with my part of the speaking, Mark, by saying <sighs> that. If you are in the right mindset, like what this series as a whole does right and what this kicked off for the series is the kills. That can be pretty silly and immersive if you are willing to go there, which you do have to be in the right mood for. And I'm going to go back to what I said at the start of the podcast, which was this movie does something. I don't really know why or how. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you spill beer beer on on your keyboard? keyboard? Yeah, spill beer all over my keyboard. Scarecrow. All right, so I think I might have salvaged part of my keyboard anyway. Uh, Jake, I think you were giving it your world-building and immersion score. As I recall, you gave it a five. Yeah, I did. I mean, what I was saying, that part of this is probably repeated. You both have good points. Like, I agree. I agree with Mark. If you're in the right mindset, you, the kills are what you come for, and that's what it delivers on. That's great. You can have some fun with that. Cool. Outside of that, there's really not much going on here. Um, my main complaint is that there is like almost nothing happening from a story perspective, and it really shows through in the care in the execution of said story. Jesus Christ, I can't speak English. Words but are pretty hard. What I'm what I'm going to give credit for that separates me from Jack is, like I said earlier in the podcast, something about this movie, the concept of like death can come at any moment. Like, for whatever reason, it kind of hits hard at the start of the movie, and it makes me really uncomfortable every single time I watch it. Interesting. Every single time. I don't know what it is, well, that but, like, at the start, into... I'm like, ugh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> that leads nicely into our next category, which is scare factor. Uh, Mark, how about you hit us with your scare factor rating? That's exactly what I was talking about with what this movie does right is, well, it's twofold. The first of which is the pacing of the kills are really good because some of them are like long drawn out like oh don't go near that oh don't go near that and then and then there's the ones are just like oh god she stepped off a curve and got hit by a bus yep uh (laughs) but the other thing that this it's hard to say this movie because realistically it's the franchise but this movie also you can see the beginnings of it like focuses in on things that are day-to-day terrifying Yes, but you don't you don't really like you don't really get it from any other movie, um, particularly in the uh, Miss Luton death. That's her name, right? Luton. Um, yep. So I, I ended up giving this a six. It's not going to oh, knock diver. your socks off. OK, but that that is what I'm getting at is the way that they parse out the individual deaths is is a very is a really varied method of telling the story of how people die. And you get unexpected things that happen, despite the fact that they telegraph exactly what's going to happen. 
And actually, the, the, the Todd death is really good in that regard, because he goes from, like, thing that could kill him to thing that could kill him to thing that could kill him to thing that actually kills him. So, okay. throughout the entire thing, you're, like, looking at his razor blade or whatever the fuck, and you're like, oh, God, that's... don't shave! Oh, he cut himself! Is that gonna... No, 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 he's actually gonna hang That's kind of what I was talking about that the later movies do a lot better job of. Well, yeah, I, they really honed it in the later ones. Uh, the guy who gets impaled on the ladder is a phenomenal example of this. But you can see it in this movie. That, that That's part of the, what I'm going to call, the sense of humor of the franchise. Yeah. There's a lot of false climaxes. And that's what makes the scare better than average. Six. Fair enough. I gave it a four. Um, which means Jake gave it a five. <laughs> look, it's... The only scares in this movie are are the gore, maybe this concept of death is anywhere, but that's always something. That's not something this movie brought to my attention. Um, well, but it did specifically bring it to your attention. <laughs> no, I mean, that's something I think about all day, every day, Mark. It's why I don't leave my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you probably I, get I think the gore, the gore is pretty good, uh, and it's just, it's not... Super scary. I, I'm going to bring this up here. This doesn't fit here, but I, I remembered it in my notes, and I'd like to talk about it, and this seems the appropriate place, in that it's not at all the appropriate place. Um, additionally yeah. regrettable, with Tony Todd's appearance in this movie, he says the line, you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. Oh, God, that was so good. I almost used that, but I feel like I couldn't pull it off. <laughs> you you definitely couldn't pull it That's off. That's why you I didn't pulled it off. do it, Jack. I went with Todd. <laughs> all right. That's that's my scare factor score. You don't even want to fuck with that, Mac Daddy. Yep. Jake, what's your I did scare not give it a score? five, Mark. I Damn gave it, it a three point five. Oh. You guys the are bad kills, like I you talked a lot about the kills. The kills are played for like ah yeah, check that out. Cool. Gasps. They're you not want to be going for gasps. They, they you got more laughs than gasps, buddy. <laughs> I the, the scariness of this movie ends with a Todd death to me, and that's only because for me personally, like the strangulation thing is pretty ugh, compared to the rest. But it really is the concept of death can hit you at any time, and you aren't prepared for it, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Jesus take the wheel, like when you actually get into. <laughs> is that what you take from that? Sure. Yeah. It's a Jesus take the wheel type of situation. It's you could die at any time, it's so just fuck it. I'm not in control anymore. Whatever, man. Come on. His name <laughs> his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> it's a 3.5. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a lot nonsense. of things happening right now. There are a lot of things. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember what our penultimate category is. Effects, uh, effects or, or judicious, judicious lack, lack thereof. thereof. Yeah, Mark, what's your score for that? I don't really have a lot to say about this. It's right down the middle. I gave it a five. I, I kind of like the way they use props and stuff to foreshadow future things, but also smoke monster. <laughs> smoke <laughs> monster. Mostly, that's, that's I mean, none of the gore looks outright bad. No. So it is like, I would say in general it's good, but it's also not doing it as, itself any favors with the smoke monster that appears in mirrors and, and whatever, so... I don't know. It's not a movie you're watching really for the splatter effects. They exist and they're fine, but it's a five. It's average. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I gave it a five as well. I think the deaths are pretty good, pretty well done. They look good, but some of the scenes are just bad for no fucking reason. So, five. Jake? I gave it a six and a half. Like, I, I, I do think the effects were 
absolutely fine. And I thought that by and large, the props were pretty good. Like the house they blew up, that shit's for real. That was nice. How do you feel about the use of John Denver? Uh, very good. Because that is Mark. an effect. Yeah, that's an effect. No, I mean, that's if you get into the sound aspect it. No, if you get use into the it sound, every death. Hey, then. hey, hey, no. How about that? How about no? How about it was fine? Oh, fuck you. God damn it. It's a good dialogue. Let's keep this going. Which leaves us with overall. Mark, what was your overall score? <laughs> this is getting bumped up substantially. I love this movie. I cannot wait for this. It is also a movie that I would be... You have to be in the right mindset to recommend it and to watch it. This is a much better than average movie. I ended up giving this a seven and a half. I feel like this is an upper quartile wow. movie. But it is the bottom wow. of the upper quartile. This this is the whole point of guilty pleasures, right? Like I'm cognizant of the fact that this is as a whole not the best movie that's ever been out there, but I fucking love watching it and the entire rest of the franchise. All right. Wow. Oh, I gave that's it a I 4. I gave, gave it a 4 overall. That's bold. Jesus Christ. I did not I and I'm sad about it. I thought I really liked this movie. I did not enjoy watching this at all, nor could I envision a mindset in which I would enjoy this significantly more than I did. Can you can you just go back and watch Final Destination 3 and weigh in on it for us? That'd be great. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. It's a four. It's fine. It has its moments, but it's not good. All right. Jake. Well, I gave it a five. I, I think this is a right down the middle movie, and... I kind of agree with you, Jack. Like, I'm not sure what mindset would make me enjoy this significantly more. Um, I kind of tried the mindset that I thought would make me enjoy it more by drinking a few beers, and it was fine. Like, I don't, I don't think this movie is utter trash. I understand what it's doing that is commendable. Like, I understand the enjoyment that you can get out of it, and that's kind of the silliness of all the kills, and it sets up a franchise that does exactly that for six movies. And I think ultimately that's what you take away from this one. It's not for anything that would, I think, be closely aligned with what is a good movie. So that's why I'm not going to go with Mark on that. I can't follow you there, bud. But it's it's right down the middle. It's close to an Andy Dalton sort of a movie. Sure. Yeah. Which leaves us to talk about why you should watch this with your buddies and drink some beers, Mark. This is an incredibly fun movie to watch with your buds. Drink some beers. It's it's, it's the epitome of late 90s, early 2000s. It's not so serious that you have to pay attention and be and like tap your buddy on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, hey, hey, watch this part. Like they can skip whatever the fuck part they want and then just tune in wherever. I think this is. Yeah, I think this is really good background fodder and it works better. It works better with a group than by yourself, which is how we took this in this time. And that might be part of the problem that I'm just now realizing. That's fair. Then and, and and the other thing is that it's right. It's inherently silly, as I've talked about, right? And that is better in groups than it is watching by yourself, which is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So the the build up to and the franchise is more guilty of this than this individual movie, but it's also part of this movie that the absurdity of the deaths that occur are incredibly fun to watch in a group. Yeah. 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 Why shouldn't you watch this, Jack? 
because there's better campy movies and there's better gory movies and no, there it's just <laughs> I disagree with that. No, there, there just aren't. It's the best with... campy movie, Mark. Yep. Oh, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I actually I would not be totally annoyed by actually having to espouse that point of view. Yeah, this is one of the best campy movies ever made. I disagree. I think there's a lot. If you're looking for camp, there's you can go a lot of better directions. If you're looking for gore, you can go a lot of better directions. Specific examples, Jack. That's not the point of the segment, Mark. Okay. <laughs> no, listener, he is unable to come up with examples. Look, like I said, I think if you want this kind of movie, watch Friday the 13th. You'll have a better time. You'll watch a better movie. Well, and notably, I gave that movie a nine, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found I gave it a six, so... Yeah, um, but it's I gave just, it an eight. My bad. Look, I, I do think you're right that you you will have fun if you if you get drunk with your buddies and watch this. That's a better I, I think environment. There's, there's better ways to go. There's better movies you can select for this experience. Yeah. I think it's undeniable though that, that that is the better environment for this particular movie, as opposed Absolutely. to watching it by yourself, which is what we had to do and then talk about it. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's the exact opposite of the movie we watched last week. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the watch by yourself while totally sober movie <laughs> the sauna category as i'm naming it sauna's the king of the category mark it kind of yeah, is honestly can you, you come a good up job with a watching more... that while sober <laughs> yeah can you can you just put sauna on in the background while drinking with your buddies or is that more a movie you should watch by yourself and sober well i mean black mountain side is exactly the same way you cannot have that movie out of the background yeah, that's fair. Both of those movies are in the same category. This is the opposite category of watch with your buddies while drunk. Oh, yeah. And let's get the fuck out of here. Fine. Fine. This has been episode 42. <laughs> Jake has been checked out for over an hour. Oh, yeah. His head is still down. He Listen hasn't made Jake has been checked out since the decades. first time we brought Can up all my- real monsters. Dang. Episode 42 <laughs> just happened of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Come hang out with us on all the social channels. And by that, I mean either on Twitter, the Horror Amino app, or, hey, you can head over to Reddit. We're there, too. As always, this episode's been coming at you from the Phantom Podcast Network. To check out, like Jack said, everything that they have going on, head over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. And also, as always, the music's been coming at you from space. That's space without the A. All those links are going to be down there in the description below. And next week, we've got a bit of a different movie coming at you, I guess. It's going to have some similarities, but I think uh, there's going to be some different opinions on it. We're going to check out A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. So until then, get your buddies, have some beers, and go watch some horror movies and maybe listen to some docking. Have a great week, everybody. Spilled beer on my keyboard. Yeah, spilled beer all over my keyboard.